don't know why I just lost my voice. Many people are now <laughs> cheering. <clears throat> hey. Steve lost his voice. Yay! Yay. What an idiot. <laughs> I can give you an old cluster that had no multiple pointers, and you can load it where we need it, do the math where, where all the hash marks need to be, yeah. make one counterclockwise, one clockwise, any color, any fonts, any graphics to, to do what I or the aforementioned Foose or Troy Ladd, what we need for that build. So it's not just we have super accurate, really great working gauges. We can design and, and come up with and he can make it real, mm -hmm. which is an amazing tool for building and creation. Sure. Hey, welcome to Car Guy Confessions, brought to you by ARP. I'm Jeff Smith, this is my car buddy Cam Banzi, and car builder Steve Strope, and we're gonna tell you some stories. It's free. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Car Guy Confessions with Jeff Smith, my friend, brought to you by our friends at ARP. Go look them up at arp-bolt.com, bolts.com, almost, almost with that. It's right there. So, but, but, uh, mm. yes, so. Another special episode, so we should dive oh, right in. Oh, it's special, all right. Oh, yeah, because you're here. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, everybody knows who this clown is, right? Hi. Right? Yeah. I'm the clown. He's Steve. Right. Well, our special guest star. Special. Shannon Hudson from Redline Gauges, yeah. right? Redline yeah. Gauge Works. Gauge Works, sorry. Okay. And that's, is that with an X? No, I, it's not. It's, just, it's W R. It's normal yeah. spelling. It's normal spelling. I didn't do it cool. Like yeah. No, yeah. no, please right. don't do it yeah. cool. Yeah, because that. <laughs> I'm gonna change it. Yeah. W R. <laughs> wait, is gauge works oh, wait, one no. word or two? Huh? Red line is one word. Red line yeah, is and one the word. word. Gauge, which is G A. And I think the first story not I not G U A. It's not Guaje works. <laughs> w O R K S. So Guage. we got lots to talk about. So where where should where should we start? Where should we start? Should we start? At How about mine and Steve's friendship? Okay. Uh, there. That, where did that start? That, ooh. Uh, okay. No, I want to hear no, that story. No, just reminisce. I want to hear no, that it's story. it's extremely cool because I was, I was just talking to the friends today saying I'm coming up and filming today. Uh-huh. Who, you know, filming with? And I yeah. said, Shannon, and I go, wow, I've been going to Shannon before he even opened Redline. He used to work at a place called Hollywood Speed. Hollywood Speed. That's right. Hollywood Speed. Yeah. And I, I went down to him yeah. with like, so the first car I ever featured was the El Camino mm -hmm. with you. Yeah. And then I did my Dodge Charger in the underground parking garage yeah, of Studio right. City. You know. And I took that on Power Tour in 98. Yep. And I met Martin Weinreb, who had this really cool uh, 72 Challenger. And I go, I got an idea for your car. And he's like, uh-huh. And it was <laughs> so... And and we, we built together. I designed it, and then we built together because his, his hands were probably even more on it than mine. Um, a, a car called Challenger X, and it was um, my second top ten car of the year. The Scully was the first, okay. and that's where uh, I went to Shannon because I wanted these gauges that were not factory and a different color and different stuff, and had met him. But you know what? I was thinking about that. I could have sworn I went to you before that. It's very possible for, that for and that might have been Challenger the El Camino the for Hot Rod Magazine. Yeah. The giveaway that car. The, the giveaway car. It yeah. might, oh, it that's right. Yeah. Yeah. The hot rod logo on mm -hmm. the speedometer face. Oh, so yeah. that that was that was that also was one. So before Shannon started up Redline, uh, I already knew who he was, and he was able and capable to do these really cool things to take my idiotic ideas and make them real and make them real. And uh, the first really big splash, the the one off custom thing he did for me, which I came in with an I a really 
pretty big, a good idea of what I wanted. And I had the drop box for the gauges was for a car we did called hammer. And I, he collaborated and said, Hey, I can do this, this late layered gauge thing. Like on the Porsche 911s. Yeah. It was a Porsche, oh, box, Porsche Boxster. Uh-huh. Or the, the, the bezel. The, yeah. The center one's the main they one. Intersected and each other, you know? Also. Yeah. And he did the, the font was, uh, also Porsche. I think so. Yeah. And, Porsche. and, and it, and it was, you know, it's one of its own special things on the car. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, when he started flying the flag for, for Redline, I, you know, immediately jumped on board and everything we built, you know, yeah. had, uh, had his gauges in mm-hmm. it, you know, and, I, I current, you know, I currently still bring stiff stuff to him, but I'm nothing. I mean, Jay Leno goes to you, Chip Foose goes to you, you know, no, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying it for you. I mean, you yeah. more than I'm going to change my name to Biff. Right, sure. <laughs> the country uh, club. Yeah. Why not? Biff's gauges. Biff and Chaz. Biff's gauges. He's got a horrible ring. <laughs> Biff's. Sell nothing ever. Um, but it's been awesome to watch from my side not just doing stuff with me and the stuff we've accomplished together, but watching you build everybody's and, and gauges. And that's always fun because I would come to your shop every once in a while and it was always like, so what are you working on right now? Show me something really cool. No, and there's Doug, always it was Doug Glad cool. calling going, we need some filler. Call <laughs> Shannon and see if he's got some. Because <laughs> there was all, you guys were always doing something fun. Yeah, though. we usually had something yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, Doug's, Doug's um, Rambler. Yeah. We right. did. I did the gauge insert, and you did stuff yeah, for did that. that. And That's I put right. the shift light in where the cigarette lighter was, and we yeah. did all that together. And, and if you think about it, it's kind of cool because when you when you're sitting at the car, you're tactically your hands are on the wheel, but w- if you're not looking forward, you're looking down at your gauges. Oh, yeah. So it's a contact, you know, that the driver has. So it's two most important things are the steering wheel and the gauges. That's mm-hmm. the the connection to the car. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it uh, and it's a big statement place. It, and I like it because it's also a, a, a what I call a two percent, two percent everywhere that's special, and someone's just sticking their head in like they've been drawn into the car like that looks cool and the stance is bitching they go over and check it out yeah. and now you're starting to look around and it's like oh even the gauges man check right. that out you know yeah. it's, well, and, that's and an I, important I've thing. I've told you this before, but the Camaro, the the Nova that you did that you made it look like a Camaro. What was the name of that car? Oh well, there's the, Joe the, Rogan's car. Rogan's car is a '69 right. Nova and all the sheet metal down the side is '69 F body. Right. It's actually Firebird rear quarters. But the thing that impressed me the most was the the dash was a '65. Yes. Corvair, Corvair Corsa, Corsa dash yeah. cut, widened, and those tunneled gauges, uh, which yeah, you did. did. They're, um, they're speed hut gauges, but we helped you know get pick the fonts and do, yeah, and do, do all the modifications kind of to make them and, special. And, you, know, you can you can adapt other pieces to other cars, sure. But most of the t- many times, maybe not most of the time, but many times they just look like they're stuck there. Yeah, and drilling you, a hole you, and putting in a gauge you, is you not at that level of I car building. Put yeah. my head in the car. I didn't know anything about it. And I looked in there and went, oh, my God, that looks like it belongs there. Yeah. It belongs there. And, and that's, that's the magic. That's the, exactly. Doing stuff yeah. that looks like it's, call, in this case, it'd be GM design language, mm-hmm. but calling it out special enough with colors or fonts and stuff. And that's where his abilities or his shop's abilities yeah. Yeah. Are, are such, a, uh, such a, a boon, such an important key to be able to know about. Um, when you're building a car at those levels, because that is another thing that somebody looks in or takes a picture of, and wow, it, it keeps that level of right. impression. Yeah. yeah, you know, not just yeah. the awesome paint, or not just the super trick wheels, or even the amazing engine. 
Yeah. You know, you start going inside and even, you know, even though gauges aren't secondary, yeah. but a lot of people are like, even the gauges are like custom, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and, but it makes that impact and it follows the quality theme throughout the car. Sure. I can't have all of this stuff be super high level and those be, you know, right. a hole drilled with some gauges put right. in. But even, you know, even, gauges. even a more mundane Corpus level, I, I brought you my, my, um, my knee knockers tack for my big block Chevelle, my 360 yeah. horse motor, and you put a good a good drive yeah, we in put it. The stepper motor, the stepper motor, and everything, yeah. so it would actually be accurate. Yeah. Because I had another friend of mine, my buddy Tim, he he put a blinker tack that he bought. We won't say where it from. Yeah, you know, and put it in there, and, and I could work. make the tack go to six thousand just by tracing it across the face of the gauge. <laughs> yeah, the drive was so weak. Yeah. It was like it's it, it shows you the engine's running, but that's about where the accuracy. Yeah, it's like a ends. novelty tack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we just did it for him. We just did a conversion yes. on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we did and fixed it. So, so, so you know, so I guess the price just went up. Now, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I want him to charge more. I want him to stay in business. I need his yeah. talent more than oh, I need yeah. his, yeah. his, you know, like, free. Yeah, and, and I know that uh, you know you're only as good as the people around you. So my technicians Your are guys. Yeah, his guys you know, are that, awesome. You know, my my service manager Andy is just like he's like the mastermind now behind all the stuff. Where I was kind of that guy. Now he's completely taken over because I look at what oh, he excellent. does. I'm like, oh, dude, yeah. And it's almost to the point where I I can leave him alone. You know, it's uh -huh. like you, you can just. You just yeah. do what you do. Just take you know? the ball and run with it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Very cool. cool. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsor, ARP-Bolts.com. we got a fantastic little backdrop here. They make it an outstanding series of bolts, almost anything you would need for engines, chassis, things like that. In fact, we were at lunch today, and a guy asked you about the, the, the bolt on the back of your shirt, and it was, and, it was really, and I said, well, it's really about a head bolt. They neck the, 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 the stem down of the bolt on a short a small block Chevy head bolt, so the clamp load is even across three different head bolt links on a small block Chevy. And, uh, you know, so that, that's the kind of technology that you get out of sure. ARP. And uh, we, we've all got stories on all that right. stuff. Uh, but, for a uh, translation of what he said, call ARPbolts.com. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the message is that you can't get any better than that. No, you so cannot. There yep. you go. Nope. Excellent. And then just check them out at ARP-bolts.com. We'd like to thank our friends at InTheGarageMedia.com. They have three fantastic magazines. They've got Classic Truck Performance. They have Modern Rotting and my favorite, All Chevy Performance, with Nick, my buddy Nick, oh, you're the so editor. Biased. So Correct. yes, of course. Yes. But uh, they're doing print media, which yes. is, uh, of course, our favorite. So uh, in color magazine. and everything. In color and everything, yes. and and you can get your your car on the cover of one of those books, right. which is right. a fun no, that's deal. A lot. Great yeah. tech. You Great tech. By you you know, not always written by me, but yeah. People. Yeah. Not yeah. always written by me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just so pick it up and read it. at yes. InTheGarageMedia.com, and uh, they're our friends, and uh, they will thank you. Since we're talking about gauges. Gauges. Which a lot of people don't dive pretty heavy into. Mm -hmm. So what's, what's coming? What's, what's here now that I haven't really learned yet? I know of the gauge packages out there, which are really handy and look really great from like Dakota Digital. Yeah. They, and, they, and they have that backlighting that's really attractive. Yeah. You know, so a guy's putting in a set. He's got to spend some time because they have that inner interface box and all that. Right. But it right. does look great and it does work. But what, where's the technology? Is there new stuff coming out yet? I know the stepper motor stuff, that was a, that was a really good advancement. Yeah, because for us the stepper motor thing gave us control over the over the original gauge faces. So if you have an original gauge that sweeps 
90 degrees, mm -hmm. I can program a stepper motor to work at that scale. So, and that's all in house with a laptop. We just program, so I can program any meter to work within any face. So you, you don't have to always restore the face since all the patina stuff is so popular right now. A lot of guys send me gauges like, I don't want to restore them. I like the kind of crusty look, accurate. but I want the, I want them to be totally right. accurate. Right. Um, but you know, Dakota digital, I mean, we're a direct distributor for Dakota digital. I work mm -hmm. with them with a lot of SEMA show cars and stuff. Sure. Their RTX line, the retro version. Yes. So and I've meant used to those like too. Original, I like very cool modernization. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got, I mean, they're, they're back ordered five, six months now already. Wow. Yeah. So that, and that got, tells you everything right there, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I've got yeah. a, I've got a Chevelle coming out with them in it. Yeah. yeah. I push people to them. You know, a lot of people are like, oh man, don't you want to do the work? I'm like. It's like, I do, but but I can sell you this product that I think you're going to really like, especially mm -hmm. when you drive it at night. You yeah. Know, when oh, you get yeah. used to yeah. turning the headlights on well, and seeing that whole thing light up. Light up. That is why I have it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why they, they did one for me for my Oldsmobile. Yeah. Because they don't have a kit for an Oldsmobile. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> not, not ever. Did, was, wasn't there a tack down on the, on the console? Wasn't there like a bullet-shaped tachometer down on the, on the, on the console? console? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't have the console. Oh. I've got a mini console from a '67 Buick. Oh, okay. okay. But they, it might they, have been a vacuum they, gauge. They let me. They made me the setup with a speedo, and I have a tack, an oil pressure, uh, a water temp, and the altmeter. And there's a little, little tiny box that's a digital box that I can have trip, odometer, ah. and all the rest that I can toggle through. But for me, after I lost my eye, having gauges in my 1964 GM product mm -hmm. that I can read crystal clear at night, at night yeah. is, and see it like that. From an OEM standpoint, is, it, is near impossible. It, I can remember, you yeah. know, I, you know, 66. I mean, it's a lifesaver like, for yeah, me. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's it was life altering, literally. Yeah. For yeah. me, it was a very big deal. So is there a trend right now with stuff that you're doing that people yeah. seem to be big into? We're doing a lot of the traditional gauge clusters that are being used in a 32 Ford. So if you're building a 32 Ford Roadster, a okay. guy will buy a 56 DeSoto cluster oh, okay. and send it to us. And then we do the modern internals in it. Oh, cool. So uh, classic, classic Hot motors. Rods of Andis. Uh, it's kind of a long name. Classic Hot Rods of Andis in Texas. They're big, big on those types of builds. Mm -hmm. Hollywood Hot Rods. So Yeah, Troy led. Troy did the Packard instrument cluster that won. Oh yeah, the, that won everything. Won everything. Yeah. We did the gauges in that with the Packard Packard gauges. Um, so yeah, taking taking the old original stuff, putting our internals in them, making them super accurate and reliable, and then we can change the illumination too. So you, you, I can't do the through lighting like Dakota Digital does, but we can use LEDs to light them up, and mm -hmm. like we did with Hammer. We did yeah. waterfall lighting, which yeah. was nobody yeah. had done yet. So we, we we put an LED strip across the across top, the top and it shined is, yeah. onto the face. So it washed, really? it washed red down across the face. Yeah. Really? And, and if you and watch Tokyo Drift, when Vin Diesel comes in at the very end, <laughs> You'll see and it. he rolls through the parking lot, goes right by the gauge cluster, and just like, yeah. yeah buddy. And then the, di the die cast comes out. So the big die cast that yep. you, that you, uh, cast you gave done. me signed, signed by Steve Stroke. Ooh. You open the door, and you look inside, and it's got the gauge That's cluster. Gauge really? cluster. Exactly how. We did it. Yeah. Wow! So wow! Immortalized tiny, right? in a gauge cluster. And yeah. we did wow. we did the reverse on um, Bob Florine's wagon. Yeah. The the cluster I kept the the crown shape from the gauge cluster, but below I did kind of a like a, a multiple bump 
like an old theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. we had lights, they shine up from underneath like a theater. Like yeah. opera lights. So it, so it theater lights up from yeah. the floor of the yeah. gauges and goes up into the, yeah. and the, each, of the and all of the, all of the pointers, <laughs> the center ones for mm-hmm. Speedo and Tech are longer than the gauges to the outside are shorter. So they all everything from the other. right goes counterclockwise. Everything from the left goes clockwise. So all the gauges read up like this. Uh, okay. Cool. <clears throat> and Shannon yeah. is able to do all that. So yeah. <clears throat> it's not just modifying an old, um, I don't know why I just lost my voice. Many people are now <laughs> cheering. <clears throat> Steve lost his voice. Yay. Yay. What an idiot. <laughs> <clears throat> sitting on my porch with my shotgun yelling, get off my lawn. Yeah. Um, yep. <clears throat> the, the cool thing is that scenario. I can give you an old cluster that had no multiple pointers and you can load it where we need it. Do the math where, where all the hash marks need to be. Yeah. Make one counterclockwise, one clockwise, any color, any fonts, any graphics to, to do what I or the aforementioned Foos or Troy Ladd, what we need for that build. So it's not just we have super accurate, really great working gauges. We can design and and come up with, and he can make it real, mm-hmm. which is an amazing tool for building and creating. Sure. So yeah. like uh, like because I'm a Chevelle guy, '66 Chevelle. You know, you have the if you got the gauge package, it just went hot to cold. Yeah. Or actually, cold to hot. Yeah. And and it's like I remember somebody asked me one time and said, "How do I know what where this is yeah. in between?" It's like, well, just put a temperature gun on it, and you, then you'll know. <laughs> but it just dawned on me he could send the gauge package to you, and you yeah. could you could do the increments and actually give him numbers if you wanted them. But I think they're actually available like that now, too, for that car. Are they? Okay. 66 and 7 has, I think, the same dash. Uh They're available now. They are, 6 and 7. I think the Dakota Digital has an RTX panel for that. Okay. That's what's going into the center of the building. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Because the guy sure. wanted the stock stuff, and then so you could probably even help him with something like that, where sure. let's put the increments in there, but I want it to remain stock and yep. it look like a stock font, and then do better lighting for it. Is that yeah. is that oh, really sure. easy that's to do too? That's common too. too. Yeah, that's real yeah. popular. Because yeah. they were horrible. They were just awful. Because oh, the light bulb was like, is it on? <laughs> yeah, and he again with the flexibility in the art, we did a we did a right hand drive charger called the five one five GTB, uh-huh. and that was a whole what if if the guy moved to Europe and made his his sports car race car out of this charger right hand drive Mm -hmm. and i did a gauge cluster that the hump is actually out of guy that works for me kelly his 53 f100 Uh and i did this one gauge set and then another set of gauges here and when i mocked up the dash i put my hands on the wheel and then marked on the dash with tape where my hands are blocking my view right so these four gauges you can see perfectly through the wheel, and then these gauges you can see perfectly even when your hands are at ten and two. Uh-huh. And I wanted it um, to look like an old set of curved glass, kind of Stuart Warner kind of thing. Yeah. But again, this guy is supposedly in Italy, so he did the gauges for me in Italian, yeah. folio, <laughs> and all the words that their gauges would have said uh-huh. over there. So again, it allows me the flexibility to come up with the creative ideas. And he's so like, so it said oil instead of seven ten. No, no funny. <laughs> it said olio and olio aqua. And aqua. aqua. Yeah. 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 So it was in, in Italian. Yeah. And it was in <laughs> kilometers. Fuel gate was benzene. Oh, yeah. I think. Oh, like yeah. Like Benzo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Benzene or something like yep. that. Benzene. It was, it was really, yeah. really cool. And I, yeah. I had that from all my Ferrari books. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I'm like, I just brought pictures of that and said, make it, make it say that. Right. Yeah. Right. So that, and that again, that's, that's a really cool way to, for us when we're designing and building, but even the guy at home, if you just want to personalize it. 
Sure. You yeah. know, he, yeah. he, he, can, he can do that. So it's, it's, a neat, it's a neat thing that a lot of people don't know because they don't go looking for it. They never think about it. I wonder right, if I could right. have custom faces done on my game. You know, they don't yeah. think about it. But yeah. it's been a very, very valuable tool in what I and other builders who also are familiar with Shannon, what we're uh-huh. trying to accomplish this that allows us to carry the theme all the way through the car. Right. Not just drill some holes with a, with a name of gauge. Or the old one that barely works and you can't even see it. Right. Yeah. So right. It'll, it allows a lot, endless flexibility. So is the digital part pretty much dead? Yeah. I mean, LCD is is making a huge, re, you know, resurgence uh-huh. because you can actually make an LCD screen look however you want. You okay. Know, uh, Jonathan Ward at Icon Four by Four did the Mercury, forty nine Mercury that they converted to an EV car, uh-huh. and he took a an LCD screen and mocked up the Mercury the original mercury gauges and made them appear on the LCD screen. So really? the, the gauges that pop up on the screen look like the mercury. And the only thing he couldn't do was the clock. So we actually did the clock for him. So uh-huh. that was like the, <laughs> the one job that we got, the one gauge we got to do for him. That was, that was a few years ago. First time I saw that was Jaguar. Yeah. Had started making their gauges. It was a flat screen. Yeah. But when you first looked at it, swear to God, it looked like gauges, dial gauges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can switch it and change it. Now I physically like the, bezels and all the rest yeah. of it. And that's probably what I need keep that, your business alive, oh, right? For sure. The fact that people want Trad- real traditional gauges. Yeah. Yeah, traditional hot rods, you know, um, definitely definitely will keep us going, you know. Yeah. And and if we if we actually start selling product, you know, my shop can actually make money. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, the thing so is, that, is you're beneficial <laughs> even even restoring though or yeah. if it's something from Leno that he needs the gauge to be accurately accurate actually accurate yeah but visually look correct for the car right? yeah you right. provide that service it's yeah, not just super trick for him, uh, for it's, him it's, like that. so do you a lot of yeah. stuff for like uh, pebble beach and stuff like that we did once before i did a set of duesenberg gauges for one of jay's cars yeah. and and uh I, I don't think i'll do that again i think i think, <laughs> I'll, I think i'm <laughs> gonna avoid the pebble beach crowd really? yeah really? why is that it's just it's, there's just there's time constraints put on it um there's, a, there's a certain level that they want they want them done at and i i think you know we were the car did really, I don't know if it won anything, but the, you know, I know the car did really well. It showed really well. Uh-huh. But um, a lot of Duesenbergs, a lot of antique gauges, there are no parts for. Oh. So there is a company up in Oregon uh, called Abbott Instrument Repair or Abbott Instrument Restoration or something like that that focuses on antique stuff. But he has a year to a year and a half turnaround time. So but with Pebble Beach, when those a guy that's really knowing how to do a Pebble Beach car, that's no problem. A yeah. year and a half because they're going right. to take two or three years to do sure. the car. But they got to get the gauges to him. You right, know, away. right away and right not away. wait until like, Hey, uh, Pebble Beach is in three months. Can you do the gauges? I'm like, no, no. Troy, Troy's done that to me occasionally too. <laughs> <laughs> Steve never, never, so, never so to be way a real Pebble Beach deal. they can't yeah. do a video sweep. They've got to do it the way it was built. Yeah. To right. do a Pebble I, Beach I really car. never thought about that before because it's like, it was all encased. How would you know? Yeah. But I, yeah. I'm, I'm sure they, there are people who would know. Yeah, yeah, they're very serious about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it makes sure. sense too because it's that's the spirit of the concept of the of the whole Pebble yeah. Beach deal, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. Wow. wow. As the resto mod thing gets more popular, I think people people really want to enjoy these cars. You know, mm-hmm. I think you're you're seeing a whole shift in in age and uh, the age group where where guys are like, man, I've always looked at those cars when I was little. 
and now I, I can afford to own one, mm-hmm. but I want to drive it every day. Yeah. I think our buddy Carl, who's sitting over there, <laughs> was one of the first people to do that, like LS swap and a Camaro. Right. And daily drive it. I right. drive it to Willow Springs and, and, and race. Beat and beat the drive, snot out of it and, and drive, drive it home. home. Yeah, yeah so exactly. That's well, and, and the whole popular. pro touring thing in Stilo, that's really where that yeah. started. And it wasn't Wait, just... Wait, what was it before it was called pro touring? It was, he was there before it was no. called pro touring. Yes. G-Machine. G- well, yeah. No. You, you know what no. that is. Yeah. You know what that no. is. <laughs> that that was popular hot rodding saying, Steve, no, "Damn, no. we got beat to the punch, and we won't use that term." Yeah, so we yeah. had to come the, up with a different. The one. bottom That's line is this: Jeff Smith and Mark Stilo <laughs> coined pro touring. <laughs> And that's all there is to it. <laughs> and everything else after that, no insults meant to anybody else. It was all following. When they when they did G Machines, at first it was like, dude, why didn't you? But it wasn't even G Machines wasn't even like a week afterwards. It was like a year afterwards. Yeah, wasn't yeah well, it? it took them that long to respond. But you know what I you know what I took from that though? I took from that as as it's like they can't follow what we're doing. <sighs> But they like the idea, so I took it as a compliment. No, they need to like a, the idea. Well, of they course, had to. of course. And look where it went. You, right. know, you, you had no choice. Can I, can, I, so. can I use our platform to complain about something? <laughs> <laughs> Which I've never, ever done before. Yeah. I, 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 I can't, I can't. It's used everywhere, and now it is used. I'm, I'm very happy that publications from the other side of the pond, like one of my absolute favorites of all time, Evo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Octane and other books have adapted, adopted. Is this the term? The term Restomod. Yeah. Because there's so many cars being done. There's Jaguars being redone. There's Porsche. There's a million Mm -hmm. different makes and European stuff being brought to new life like our Camaros and Mustangs. Right. I'll just I'll just say it now. I I hate that word. (laughs) I hate I hated it. I hated it the very first time I saw it. Notice I'm looking directly at the camera to whatever editor first created it. I and no one's ever taken credit for it either. Rest, there's probably a good violin. reason. Here's your little violin. Yeah. <laughs> Resto mod. Restoration modifications put together in one word. Oh, my. Just, I'm going to use it more often now. <laughs> I have a 44 Magnum in my brain I'm doing a Resto mod Primlith Yeah, I bet <laughs> you are. Yeah, I bet you are. On that okay, I'm done. Right now, right? I'm done complaining. I just, I've never gotten to publicly say that, so I'm, I feel I'm a whole you, person. So you're now. unburdened now. I am unburdened. Yes. I just, the, the word. You look so, lighter. Um, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> the, the, the word just drove me batch yeah, crazy the yeah. first time I heard it. Rest yeah. <clears throat> so, okay, I'm done. Sorry. Okay, good. Moving so, on. So we'd like to thank our sponsor, ARP and ARP-Bolts.com. And, uh, I mean, we all three build cars. We all work yeah. on this stuff. And I, I tinker. Mean, you tinker. I we, tinker. Yes, we all build. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's, it's kind of a, a really cool multiple-purpose fastener for me because there's all the science and all the technology which is bottomless trust me unbelievable amount of research that they put into these sure, things absolutely and on top of it you get them out of the the package and they're absolutely beautiful which i've joked before it's like jewelry for your right. car and when pre-oil we're building it yeah. when we're yeah and when we're building a high-end car it there isn't anything else going on it i need it's part of the criteria for right. me to have them lining the engine bay not just on the engine everywhere yeah so right. you get all the strength, the durability, the reliability, and fantastic good looks. Sure. Yeah. Kind of like Jeff here. And without, yeah. without peer. Without peer. <laughs> with, and you know what? Or pair. With, with, without peer. There's, no, there's nobody else Correct. that does that what is, do. It is. So check them out at ARP-Bolts.com, and they can help you out. So we'd like to thank our friends at allamerican.com. 
They make some fantastic suspension pieces, coilover shock conversions. We put one on my Chevelle. Outstanding little piece of, of operation. I just did a and, story uh, on an El Camino. And on El Camino, El that's Camino. right. And it's in and, running uh, a hot rod. Look at and, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then I, I think there's there's a little promo there's for... There's a promo code, CARGUY10. So when you're online, put in CARGUY10 and you will get 10% off. Look at that. Well, that's not bad. And we don't Absolutely. expect you to send any part of that back to us. No. So I think, Shh, I think you, we what, should really, really push that, right? You know? Absolutely. So you're I'd on your like own. some. You're on your own. Oh. So thanks again to AldenAmerican.com and uh, check them out. You have a couple of cool cars. I do. So let's talk I've about accumulated a let's few. talk about the green car first. My green Plymouth Valiant. Yeah, so 69 Plymouth Valiant. I bought it for $500 out of the Recycler Classifieds okay. in How? 1995. 95. Wow, okay. And it was I thought it was bucks. earlier than that. Wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 1995. Which is still 27 years ago. Yeah, really? <laughs> Yep, and it yeah. sat for a long time because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with it. And then uh, my and it was my, originally a six cylinder car. Six cylinder, yeah. 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 And I drove it back. I paid four hundred dollars for it and drove it back from Lake Hughes into Santa Clarita. Wow. Um, and it burned oil and leaked and smelled, but it ran. <laughs> you know, and it didn't have rust, <laughs> so it was uh, it was a nice clean car. The the owner was I I don't think it was the original owner, but I know it had like two hundred seventy five thousand okay, miles. Okay, so it, it it had some it had some it had some had some miles had some miles, but like typical slant six fashion, it was just would always run ran. forever. Always oh start. yeah, oh yeah, and it would leak and smell and <laughs> did a bunch of other stuff. And my father in law gave me a uh, uh, a three sixty out of a Canadian cop car, so it was a nineteen eighty. 360 came out of a Dodge Diplomat. So okay. originally a four barrel motor. Mm -hmm. I bought the Dick Landy, how to rebuild a small block Mopar book. All right. And, all right. And Robert pictures of Robert Landy in it. And, uh -huh. and I, and they were local in Chatsworth at the time. So mm -hmm. I call, I called and actually talked away. to Robert yeah. Landy. And yeah. I was like, Hey, I want to, I want 400 horsepower. What do I need to do? Mm -hmm. He's all come on in. <laughs> we Sold can take care of that for hyper you. Hyper pistons and, you know, did all the typical stuff that you did to sure. a small block Mopar. And the car went like 1280s at 104 miles, wow. an hour, 102 miles an hour. At Mopar's at the Strip, the first uh -huh. time I ever took it. So, with, with the original six-cylder? Uh, no, no, no. With no, the, no, the, no, trans no. no, the transmission. The transmission, though. No, I, I had a torque flight that came out of the cop car. Okay, so you had a 904? Uh, 727. 727. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yep, Excellent. 20, 20, then it ran 12, what? 12 what? 1280. 1280. At 102. Yeah, yeah. With 410s in it. So Outstanding, it was, yeah. It was, ah, it was all done yeah screaming in the lights yeah but it wasn't very fun to drive the car was uh, you know i had super stock springs and you know cheater slicks and little skinny tires sure. in the front yeah it was lime green with the flat black uh, lift off mm -hmm. hood yep and it sounded great and it made all the cool sounds and stuff but it was not fun to drive right. i, I it right. sat more it, than it, i drove it was, it. it was your basic single purpose car yeah yeah, yeah. go fast a straight line long yep. as you have to turn the corners and then yeah. uh alana from I don't know. Well, where, she, she, was, she was with Con Media at the yeah, time. Yeah, she was doing still the PR doing thing. Doing stuff yeah. for Hotchkiss. That's yeah. how I met Carl, too. Yeah. So yeah. they're like, hey, you know, Hotchkiss wants to develop their TVS, Total Vehicle Control System, or uh -huh. whatever, for an A-body. We'd love to use your car as that. And I was like, oh, but it's a quarter-mile car. It's not meant for turning. Yeah. She's all, oh, well, you can. I've, and I knew Alana for years before mm -hmm. that. So she's like, well, you can take all the parts back <laughs> off. But that's when the but that's something when the bug. magical happened. Yeah. yeah. First trip to Willow Springs. Yeah, sure. The, yeah. Even with the manual steering box, and I had Mary Posey with me in the car. So and Mary was driving. She, there's a lady who the knows Challenger. how to drive. Yes. So she showed me where to where to put the car, and you uh -huh. know, drive, she was driving with me. 
And that was it, man. Yeah. I was like, okay, was like, now I need a roll cage. Now I need this. <laughs> and now I need seats because I had these little seats in it and you just and you're fall all over the all car. Over the place. Yeah. yeah. And people don't realize how important that is. But once you get the car to tar- turn First the corners, it's do. all the lateral G-forces and, and a, flat, a flat slab seat yep. will not, even with even with a seat belt, yep. won't hold you in. I mean, you're hanging on the steering wheel to try and stay in position. Yeah. You know? I bought a yeah. bride replica seat off Craigslist for like $150 and <laughs> m- mounted it in one position. And uh-huh. that was just my position, and that right, was it. Right, And then we did Mopars at the Strip for many years, and, and we did test drive. So people got to, you know, Hotchkiss Experience had, it. had the Challenger, had my A-body, and then uh, Dan had a Roadrunner uh-huh. that was all road raced out. Yeah. And uh, so we would give people rides. So people, the passenger seat was still the regular seat. So <laughs> they just loved my car because they're like, oh, I'm like, okay, hold on right here. And then put your hand here. Uh, that that car, it, it's kind of cemented that car. And, yeah. And then you guys later on with car craft like mm-hmm. hey let's i want to get rid of the four tens i got to put 355s in it so you guys did a rear end tech article uh-huh. with doug glad Carcraft, yeah and uh did that and i've done a few other tech articles i think holly uh stepped up and did mm-hmm. the efi before uh-huh. the terminator not terminator but before the sniper so it was yeah. terminator terminator yeah because it had mm-hmm. a paxton and then paxton the supercharger, supercharger on it supercharger on it so yeah it went yeah. through the motions with you guys yeah for sure, exactly years. very cool and now it has a a pentastar v6 in it so i put a a, an engine out of a Jeep Wrangler in it. Very cool. Yeah. Yep. So that's all the weight is off. The the that, so it, yeah probably took 100 pounds off the nose. 250 pounds. 250 pounds lighter than a that's small not motor. a very heavy car to begin with. 2,900 pounds without the cage in it. So and it's it took probably 3,000 with the cage in it. So 250. That's like yeah. pretty close to 10 percent off the nose. And the motor's so short Yikes. that it sits up Yikes. against the firewall so the 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 weight off the nose of the car is almost gone Huge. i haven't even have it weighed yet but i'll bet you it's probably close to 50 50 you wow. know weight balance. that's fantastic and it's finally getting sorted so i can get in hit the key start it don't have to pump it don't have to do nothing all, all that stuff no funny yeah. smells and it makes more it's make makes for a much more fun car i'm sure that people are thinking oh, oh but fun. you went backwards in power and it's like well but the drivability part of yeah. it and the fun factor because now you can actually drive it more aggressively i think this is something, you know, that, that a lot of people don't understand because the magazines, well, there aren't any magazines left anymore except there for some, a, a couple. There, everybody wants, well, even the websites, they all want to push 1,000 horsepower this, 1,000 horsepower that. Yeah. And, and people who have never experienced real horsepower, you know, not, we're not talking 1,000 horsepower. We're talking about 500 to 600 at the wheels, yeah. which would be 600 to 700 at the flywheel. Yeah. That is awesome power. And what happens is it makes the car very hard to drive. They're rocket ships. We were talking this morning, we were talking about your, your, your Can-Am book. Uh, And we were talking about Can-Am cars at what, 1400 pounds with about a thousand, a thousand horsepower. horsepower. And they're brutal cars. And which just puts those drivers back then, as far as I'm concerned, on God status, because how, how, how they could drive those cars that fast and not kill themselves is just, uh, it's un, it's, it's unco- I just can't. I, I can't wrap my head around it. It's just yeah. impossible. So, well, it, to, but back up and, and swip, flip it over. Yeah. Now you've got a car that is much more manageable, and you can drive it a lot more aggressively oh, yeah. and still be in control. Oh. And and it makes a lot of fun. And the analogy that I would give it is, uh, John Asher, a long time when I was at Carcraft, wanted us to learn how to drive cars because. He said, well, look, we're going to be doing testing cars and stuff. And if somebody crashes be, and, and I have to go, uh, I have to go testify. And then and they, and they say, what training did you give your guys? 
I didn't give him any training. So we went to, at this time, this is how long ago this was, I'm going to date the snot out of myself, Riverside, which no longer exists, and the Jim Russell, Jim Russell British School of Motor Racing. Wow. And they stuck me in a Cortina four-cylinder Ford, Formula Super Ford. Cool. Jim Clark stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and I'm thinking, pfft. It's a four-cylinder. How fast could it be? Scared the snot out of myself. Yeah. I mean, religiously, almost every lap, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Like I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Miatas that destroy and, and, everybody and, and, and at the autocross. This, this clunky, you know, because it's a transaxle. This clunky shifter mechanism that I never mastered. So I was always over revving the motor. And they had these old tattletale tacks, and they would come in and go, "You over rev the engine again?" Mm. You know, and dunk, you know, which was with a rod that they stuck down through the cowl, so you couldn't get to it to, right. <laughs> to zero it before you came in the pits. Oh, but uh, it was just a hoot, and that was how I learned to drive. And it was like, man, you can have a lot of fun with these things. Oh, so, sure. so really? the other side of it is now you can take that car and really have a lot of fun with it. Did you want to say? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> if I'll you be take, quiet. if you take all the lore and all the, it goes for more money out of it and you take just a, a person who's learning to drive performance driving and you give them a 289 or a 427 Cobra to drive mm -hmm. or a 327 or a big block 427 Corvette to drive on a track, both cars having the same tires on them. Oh, if, oh yeah, the, the small block car. Unless they're insane. They're extremely talented. The small block car will be faster. Every time. And because more it's manageable, more manageable, balanced, yeah. everything else. Yep. Yep. It's, it's, it's all about the vehicle dynamics, yep. not the bragging factor that I have and a, it, a it giant took, engine. It took me a long time when I transitioned from being a drag racer to, let, hey, let's turning corners is actually a lot of fun. Yeah. And I approached it, unfortunately, like a drag racer. Well, if I just throw more horsepower, this, this car will go faster. Yeah. And I had a guy at, there was an event called... Carl may remember this. My, it was in Las Vegas. It was the Triathlon of Motorsports, and it was a. It was a. It, we had one pass on the drag strip. You made two passes on actually two passes on the drag strip, three laps in a paved three eighths mile oval, and then four laps on a road course. And then you took the fastest lap time from each one, and they ca classified you. They were race cars and then street cars, production cars and GT cars, but you all had to run DT, DOT tires. Yeah. And so you could bring an Indy car if you wanted to with DOT tires. Yeah. I really wanted to do that really badly. I just didn't <laughs> know anybody that had Aerial one that would let me drive maybe. it. <laughs> but but um, and it, and I showed up the the first year with my big my small block Chevelle, and I'm parked next to a guy with a Citroen. This aardvark looking car with a front wheel drive. It was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. I'd never seen one before. And I, mm. I was making fun of the guy and he kicked my ass on the road course. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was embarrassing. Mm -hmm. It was really Citrons embarrassing. had self-leveling suspension. So you go around a corner and it would automatically No, I'm sorry. It. it wasn't a Citroen. It was a Saab Sonnet. Oh, okay. oh. A Saab Sonnet. And it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. It was and he was in C production and I was in A production. And he kicked my butt on the road course. And it was like, oh, this is, this is, it was humbling. It was, it was very, very humbling. So to that point, yeah. you know, it can be something way underpowered, but yeah. yet if it's nicely balanced and it's easy to drive and can pull the numbers, yeah. it can be fast, you know? Yeah, and Edelbrock, yeah. Edelbrock makes a supercharger for that Jeep, that Pentastar V6, because it's a really ugly motor. I mean, when you, <laughs> I, I know and it probably Steve looks is a master it, of it? engine compartments. If he saw my engine compartment, he'd be like, oh, 
you probably dry heave. Because the, the plastic brackets and things that are on this motor just make it look super ugly. So the Edelbrock supercharger actually well, covers all that stuff. So okay. it makes it look it actually Ooh. looks better. And that will pump how much power? Add it adds 100, 100 horsepower. 100 horsepower. So horsepower. 405 horsepower. Yeah. Horsepower. There you go. And In still be balanced because it car. only probably add, what, maybe 30 pounds to the yeah, nose, probably, something like that, something like that. Something like that. Yep. So it's not very heavy because yep. it's probably going to be a smaller. It's not going to be a 2350 supercharger. No, it's no, gonna it's be smaller, yeah, Probably sure. 1700, mm. something like that, like yeah. a TVS, something like that. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's very like, cool. That, that's that I'd like to go back to your Hotchkiss thing. Yeah. And and just, you know, how it's neat how this begat that. Mm-hmm. So long before Hotchkiss had gotten into the Chrysler thing, I built a car called dust you mm-hmm. and um i didn't know that we did the gauges in that that's yes you did carbon fiber <laughs> I, I, they were, I wanted a stronger they, those cars got strut rods like a ford mustang too or a ford mustang also no a strut rod oh the strut rod, control right, right, okay. arm yeah. has one okay. pivot point and then a strut rod that goes right. over the front that, of the that locates the <clears> locates <throat> the lower control and they're arm. horrible flimsy little things so i did a, a chromoly tube mm-hmm. and also put a rod end on the end so it could actually move so, and so you could like, actually adjust it so even though you're like, not supposed to tweak it much because it changes how the right <clears throat> how the front suspension sits but it allows you adjustability mm-hmm. and you put in a much stronger bar right and uh after that i built a car called gtxr and it was the world's first paddle shifted muscle car mm-hmm. and when i built that car the only cars that were paddle shifted were ferraris okay. that's it wow <clears throat> and i did and so uh, at the time my brother-in-law did the, the gauges time. in that His one too. Is, yes, he did. He did. He just understand that everything yeah, well, I built, he's done the gauges. I'm here. So. <laughs> it's, it's true. So my brother-in-law Aaron Ogawa helped me build GTXR because he was at he was at Hotchkiss at the time. No, he hadn't been to Hotchkiss oh, yet. Oh, not yet. I introduced him to John oh, Hotchkiss and okay. told John, "Hey, this dude's got a mechanical engineering degree from USC, and he's an SCCA like." Road racer, so, so we understand seat of the pants. Yes, so he so has he has John the credentials. Hired him yeah, and they wanted to start expanding. Okay, so they started doing Chrysler Some stuff. Chrysler they stuff. borrowed my. I told Idea. just use it. The, yeah, the, uh, just the, sure. the, yeah. the strut rod thing. Mm-hmm. But he inge- re-engineered how the upper control arm mounts okay. into that little bracket. Because yep. he that he, probably helped the the, he, the camera. He's curve. not a brand loyal. He's just a, an engineer looking at. Sure. Something that's not mathematically right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so they started developing that stuff, and then they right. got a whole machine. Well, because back the then splash. the OEs were designing the, the cars and the were, yellow challenge. Yeah. 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 The OEs were designing cars to intentionally understeer. Yeah. Because it was safer, you know. Yeah. Which only means that you hit the guardrail with the front of the car as opposed to the back of the car. Yeah. And it would push. <laughs> you're mm. still gonna. You're still gonna hit the guardrail. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah it's neat how that, so that evolves. Putting a supercharger. Yeah. Yeah. So, so putting a supercharger on your car, that, that will make that yep, thing that, a that should be around the corner. Yeah. I've got a few other things that we're sorting out, but other than that, that's uh But you've been slightly sidetracked yeah. because you bought another car. I bought another car. I bought yeah. a, I went down the uh I don't even want to use this term. <laughs> oh, but you're, go but ahead. You're, it's okay because it defines. I bought a nineteen thirty five Ford that according to Steve is not a traditional hot rod. <laughs> and I wanna say it's not a rat rod. But it's a crusty old car with bullet holes in it. The body was pulled out we, of it. You know, that's a fun word to use, though, not insulting. It's, you can say it's a crusty old hot rod. Yeah. Crusty yeah. old hot rod. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's a fine definition. Is there an acronym? And it, and it, uh, crusty old hot rod. C-O-H-R. No, it doesn't really Fail. Crusty old hot rod. And it's just really cool. I just. And But it's a fun driver, right? Yeah, it drives great. Small block Chevy? 
Small block yep. Chevy, yeah. Yep. Three D three stroker, eight eight oh. and a half to one compression. Wow. Okay. So low so compression. It's got, got a little torque. cam in it. Yep. Um, and it doesn't have a torque converter that goes with the cam. So when you come to stop, you got to pop it in neutral. Um, or else <laughs> so the converter's too tight. Yeah, yeah converter's yeah. too tight. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of good things that were done to it. It's got the the factory Ford banjo rear end in it with the drive shaft conversion. Okay. And it, it, all new Heim joints and all the cool stuff. He so did, it's it's a safe car. It's, it it's, drives really good. The brakes weren't safe. So oh, okay. the guy that I bought it from was uh, an old drag racer from back in the day. So I don't know if he did the brakes or not, but he did them very bad. And it was really <laughs> Somebody bad. did them very yeah. badly, right? <laughs> so I guess hot rods, they put the master cylinders on the floor. Mm-hmm. So the wheel cylinders are above the level of the master cylinder. So residual check the, valves. Yeah. 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 Get them from Willwood or yeah. there. <laughs> or Amazon for $8. <laughs> they make sure your your brake fluid doesn't flow all the way back to your master and you go, ah, ah, and, yeah. then, and then go into the aforementioned guardrail. Yes. Oh. Yes. That's exactly what it was. And Nose first. That was the first thing I did. So uh -huh. that was the first thing I fixed. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm sorting cool. through a bunch of things with it, but it's a lot of fun. But you sent me some photos of it and it was like, Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 so it's did you different. Just run across it and said it's got my name on it. I got yeah. I I, uh, I started looking for them for you know I didn't want to pay twenty grand for a rat rod. Right. And that's about what they were selling for. You know, eighteen, that's, twenty, twenty five thousand. That, that's just insane for that's a, a car that doesn't look like it's safe. You know? Right, and probably isn't. It probably isn't. <laughs> yeah. This one was in in Prescott, Arizona. It was eleven thousand five hundred dollars. So I called, talked to the guy. He was a really nice guy. Mm -hmm. I have a friend in Prescott who builds hot rods oh, and used to race. So you got somebody to go look so at. So he went and looked at it. He drove it. He mm -hmm. drove in it. He's like, he's all, if you don't buy it for eleven five, I'm gonna buy it. Uh -huh. So I bought it. Yeah. And cool. I had a friend that was coming down, so he was able to drive it down on a trailer. So it only cost me, I think he charged me four hundred dollars. Wow. Bring it. Oh, so, that's a screaming deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. good. And so that, that one's fun. And then I have a 1950 Hudson that I've had since. You've had that for a while. 1998, I think, yeah. I bought that. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I put a, that for a, while. a Jeep inline six out of a Grand Cherokee. So my, my uncle gave me a Grand Cherokee that the check engine light came on mm -hmm. and he wasn't going to fix it. And it, it ran fine. So mm -hmm. there was nothing. It was probably the gas cap. You know, my uncle's right. just like, right. put it in the field and let it sit. <laughs> those are great. So he gave it to me. Motors. I yes. pulled the motor out, started taking measurements. I'm like, this will fit really nice in here. And uh -huh. Hudson's have a center steering. So you have to have a pan that's really far back for it to drop down in the K frame. Okay. So I, I was out of my realm of expertise to make it fit in there. Cause I don't have the ability to cut and weld like, like Steve's guys does. Mm -hmm. And Steve's way out of my league. So I couldn't pay. Him. Really? Yeah. <laughs> So I went to a local local hot rod shop and they they yeah, cut it up and Christmas. put it in there and it's all sitting in there nice and pretty. So that cool. one's right around the corner too. Very cool. I want to start driving these things and enjoying them. I'm 53 now. Yeah, yeah. And, so and like, that's really the the point of yep. it, right? You know. Yep. And I have to admit that I don't I don't do that near enough. Yeah. I, you know. I, no, you don't. I just don't drive enough. I'm adding air conditioning. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you should. Disc brakes to the Hudson and air conditioning. There you go. So. Yeah. Very cool. So Call our very friends cool. at Vintage Air. <laughs> and I'll do Tomorrow. something cool with the gauges, yeah. too. Yeah. Especially today, because it's a scorcher out there. Oh, boy. All weekend. Yeah. Yeah. At our, at our undisclosed location. <laughs> so apparently, there's no air conditioning yeah. in the back yeah. cave. <clears throat> so any other future projects? Things that... Uh, no, I, 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 let's finish what I finish have. Finish what you have. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I have a 59 exactly. Plymouth Belvedere, like the two-door Batwing car. Yes. So I remember that. has been in my shop yeah. for a long time. yeah. So I would like to put up, I'm going to probably do Gen 3 Hemi swap in that. So the, those I, motors that are coming be, down in price. So that would be very cool. Get a 5.7 Hemi out of a. 
You might be able to talk me into building an engine if there was some way to ship it back from Iowa because a friend of mine in Iowa said, I know where there's one of those things sitting in a field. You can have it. Yeah. A 5.7. Yeah. And the family of raccoons. <laughs> yeah. Yes, which and would possum. come no charge. That's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, supposedly you can take a 5.7 Hemi. If you get 2009 and newer, mm -hmm. you do a cam swap and you're close to 500 horsepower. Just with a cam swap. I think pretty close. It depends yeah. on how hard you want to spin it. But yeah, yeah but, but I'll tell you what, those things make... Oh, serious power. power. I want to build one just because yeah. they make such good power. I just don't have anywhere, any place to put it. Yeah. You know, you and, put it right and I, and I, and I, I brought up the idea of swapping it into a 65 El Camino. Yeah, and, and, I, you, and I was just you were abhorred. Yeah, you, you need, here, here's what <laughs> needs okay to, to happen. The table now. You need to give me the El Camino and then go get whatever it is you want to put that motor in and life will be fine. Yeah, yeah. So is that the flame we, El Camino? No, no, my son's car. My okay. son's car. Yeah, yeah his, his 65. Yeah, yeah. He said, that, let's put that in my car, no. Dad. I said, yeah, that will, everyone will hate you. He goes, I don't I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put a poly 318 into a, like a matching numbers 426 Hemi <laughs> and just to take it to the Mopar car shows. Yeah, and, a, and watch, I love my Mopar guys. Don't get me wrong. Watch, watch, they are nuts. Melt down. They'll look at the VIN number and look at the motor and be like, oh, <laughs> off and go run. And they'll have to do, they'll, they'll hit the rev limiter really Steve fast. Steve wants to right? do it. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to parallel you. Okay. When I built Scully, which was that 66, Charger. Mm -hmm. Nobody did pro touring ish Mopars. Right, yeah. right. Let that alone a '66 fastback Charger. Right. Yeah. So I showed up at Troy Bray's. I mean, it's not his show only, but since he's my employee, I'm gonna yeah. say his Mopars. Uh, the the um, uh, Spring Fling. Spring right. Fling, yeah. <clears throat> and and I showed Mopar up. And they didn't know where to put me, <laughs> so they put me down at the end of whatever. Banished right? you. Uh, no, no. Well, yes, in as usual. In a way. So, so, and I'm I'm sponsored by I'm sponsored by Kicker. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not that guy cranking the stereo because I don't like that. Right. But people would ask me about it, and so I just have Here, I'll, I'll I just have Metallica it. handy, <laughs> and I'd be playing that. But so I've got a lot of people walking around it because it's just different. It's not better or worse. It's just different than yeah. everything else parked on yeah. the thing, and people are walking around. You know, and asking me questions. So I started, I'm not kidding. I did this. I was acting newbie to the Mopar world. Yeah. Obviously not a tinker, but newbie. And I go, yeah, this thing, when I found this thing, it really cool car. I thought these lines were neat. And I love that four bucket seat inside. And so, right, yeah. And the thing is, it had this big uh, heme. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, and and, and I saw I, and her eyes get really big. Oh yeah, they they went it you 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 what you what? <laughs> and I go well well the guy who sold it to me said that it wasn't the original motor in the car, but he wanted it in there, and I I I made a deal with a guy and he and he he put it in a boat, and so I just ran this. This is a really good reliable 360 out of a Cordoba, and and, and, and they I were all going. It. Oh, oh, yeah. uh, oh you, you hooked the, him by that no, time, right? No, the best part is, is I'm walking around the show field. You're and hearing like, the story. Should we kill him now yeah, or oh, wait sure until the was, show is over and I'm then sure kill there him? There was a lynching plan. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. It was That's so, funny. so easy to do. Anyway, I'm watching the guys go. Yeah. 
That's, what, that's, what guy that's in what funny. boat? They got the motor? <laughs> that's the Mopar acronym right there. Mopar. Mostly old people and rednecks. <laughs> and you can Mama's thank, old thank you. Right. You can say that because you own the cars. Like, we it's can't. Well, I can't say that. overpowered and respected. Uh, oh, there you go. Okay. There you go. All right. The so yeah, the, yeah. the both ends of the spectrum. But it, but it was it was very fun. <laughs> and they, they hook, yeah. line, and sinker oh, boy, a bunch yeah. of them. They're talking... That's great. I can't believe he took that out. What, a, what an idiot. What a a spinoff of that story was we were at the Summer Nationals one year, the car, the car craft show in, in St. Paul, and this guy had a 67 Charger. And with this, it was a, it was a nicely done car, but mostly original, mm -hmm. and with some modifications, but it, but it also had a wing. And it was like, what's going on here? And it had big tires and, and, and some serious suspension modifications and this long, drawn-out story of how the car was developed. This was, according to them, this was a development car that was used to develop the wing cars for, for Daytona. Yeah, it wasn't. It, no, of course not. And, but, but, but it was, Shannon's it was a, know. yeah, yeah. But it was, it so. was so well written and sprinkled with real Chrysler engineering Names. people. Larry Rathgeb as one. So I immediately called my friend who I went to college with, who was Larry Rathgeb's essentially protege, mm -hmm. right? I called him up and I said, do you have Larry Rathgeb's number? He goes, yeah, why? And he goes, can you ask him a question? <laughs> and he goes, uh, is this really important? <laughs> so it, yes, it is. Just, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that this is not Natural, true. Natural, national but, security. And he says, well, I'll try, but I don't know. Let me see. Because, you know, it was a, whatever, Saturday afternoon. He's probably not home. And it's a home number. It's a landline thing. Oh. And the short version of a very long story was by that, by, he never got back to me. But I, I finally ran the guy down. And I said, is this? He goes, no, no. We just totally made this up. <laughs> just to see what kind of response we'd get. Oh, that's funny. I said, so, but you have connections because he goes, yeah, I know, I know some of these engineers and I got the other name. I knew one engineer and he gave me the, you know, sprinkle that in. That'll be really good. That'll suck them right in. Right, funny. <laughs> so like the internet, don't Intentionally misleading them. people. Of How course. Dare you. It was a complete fabricated story, but That's it was cool. wonderful. It was great. And I yeah. said, well, that sucked me in, man. I mean, I was, I was willing to do some, some, you know, fact checking, yeah. right? Yeah. So even though you can't trust them now. Do you still have your blue El Camino? The 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 sixty five El Camino, yeah. the flame one. Yeah, I still yeah. have that. And then I don't know if you remember, but you came to the shop and we did a speed box because you had a transmission yes. that had yes. the cable. Oh, that was a different one. That yeah. was the sixty four car. Oh, okay. So I put a four L sixty in it, and That's we right. didn't have a we didn't have a, I didn't want to do I didn't have a speedometer, yeah. and 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 the and the speed hut box. Yeah. Then drove because the, it was the electronic thing that, that drove the mechanical speedometer, and it worked perfect. I remember you plopped it in the. In the, the glove box, box. <laughs> and then routed the cable to the yeah. back and plugged it in. And it was in. perfect. It yeah. worked perfect. And and everybody told me, oh, that's not going to work. And if it works, it's going to drive you bat crazy because it'll be so loud. And you said, nope, won't yeah. make a noise. And you could not hear it. And the yeah. car was quiet and you could not hear it. Yeah, so it's, explain it's, what it is. Okay, so I had a 4L60E in this 64L Camino. And because we built this bitchin' transmission that my, my buddy uh, did the transmission for us. And... <clears throat> Uh, but it doesn't have a mechanical speedo output. What it has is a, a VSS, vehicle speed sensor. Mm -hmm. And that gives, it actually puts out a... a pulse, right? A pulse. Yeah, it's, pulse. It's, a, it's actually an pulse, AC so. curve. It's yeah. an AC curve. Uh, full AC, right? And um, That's sign 60 cycle... Does this <laughs> versus sawtooth as a or DC, or which wave. is only the top hat, top hat. anyway. Yeah. So they take that signal and drive it to the <laughs> box and then you tune it 
to, to drive your speedometer at the right yep. speed. And it worked perfectly. It worked very, well. Yeah, they very come well. with a GPS antenna, so it's like power, ground, cable, it was, GPS yeah. antenna in the it corner and go drive it. Crazy and simple. Make any mechanical speedometer yeah, work. Yeah, and it worked bitching. It worked yeah. very, very bitching. That was have that to have a, a good cool speedometer. The, so if the speedometer is making noise bouncing around, then it right, won't then it's do not going to do anything. But mine was actually in pretty good shape, yeah. and it worked. It worked absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, yeah and they're whisper yeah. quiet. You can't hear yeah, them run. Yeah. Well, we could probably do this for another hour. Problem, yeah. problem solved. But we've run out of time. What? Imagine that. Uh, Imagine really? that. Yeah, it went fast, didn't it? So, so zero. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you. This is great. Nice to see you. You know. What's your name again? Steve. <laughs> hi, hi, I'm Steve. Hi. <laughs> so if you like what we're doing hi. here, Shannon, we're having yes, Shannon red, red, red line, red line, red, red line, line gauge works. Yeah, go check them out, and go also check out our main sponsor, ARP, ARP bolts.com. Not ARP. Um, ARP. Yes, I actually I had, had a, that to I had my a wife lady yesterday. say, "Isn't there another A in there somewhere?" I went. It would take too long to explain it to you. <laughs> so anyway, if you like what we're doing here, stay tuned because we'll tell you more stories. <laughs> no Paul Rossi. Paul, Paul Rossi. The Rossi rule. The Rossi rule. What? <laughs> Don't tap on the counter. What are you talking about? <laughs> I never do that. How dare you suggest that? <laughs> Why I'm a I'm offended. I'm offended. <laughs> I'm, offended. I'm appalled. <laughs>